0: The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9am till midday.
1: 13 after 11 o'clock, we're going to get into our municipal watch feature. And today we're focusing on the state of municipalities in the northwest province. And now we know that the northwest has had a serious challenge when it comes to governance at a local level. We have seen uh, you know, the increasing number of municipalities that are taken over, placed under administration section 139, um, and again, due to governance issues. Today, we're in conversation with Lina Mecha, who is the MEC for Cooperative Governance, Human Settlements, and Traditional Affairs in that province. Miss um, Mecha, good morning to you, and thank you for your time today.
2: Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your listeners.
1: When we look at the state of municipalities in your province, right, it unfortunately is described as being one of the worst performing when it comes to municipalities. And there is a a figure that at least 86% of your municipalities have been categorized as being either in financial distress or not performing according to expectations. Perhaps let me hear from you as, as a government representative who is overseeing the functioning of these municipalities through your role as, as the Cocteau MEC. How would you describe the state of um, municipalities in your province?
2: I think we must admit as a province that indeed the state of the municipalities in our province is not at a point where we can say thank, you, thank you. And uh, of course, yes, as per our assessment in terms of the performance of our municipalities, we must also confirm that uh, most of our municipalities are in financial distress. But what we must indicate as provincial governments is that we have uh, developed some kind of an intervention plan that seeks to assist our municipalities. We remember that uh, as informed by Section 1395 of the Constitution and right together with that of the MSNA, we are supposed to then develop a financial recovery plan which we have introduced already in, in the municipalities that we categorized as being in financial stress And also you would remember that also as informed by Section 154 of the Constitution, the provincial government is bound to support uh, the these municipalities. We also have developed a, a plan where we together working with Salga uh, and Provincial Treasury to uh, consolidate a team that will be sending to these municipalities to ensure that the, the, we intervene and provide support and ensure that we, we take these municipalities uh, with the hand to ensure that uh, they get to improve the situation of our municipality. Our concern, uh, uh, Casey, I must indicate, is that uh, the uh, situation in terms of service delivery is seriously suffering and therefore requires our agent intervention and hence, we have developed these plans and the support uh, mechanisms that we're coming up with for sister our municipality. and mm. I,
1: I, I want us to look at the, the plans that you're trying to put in place uh, as intervention plans going forward. But before we do that, I really want us to take some time in trying to understand what has led... To municipalities in the province being in the state that they're in. So during a briefing last year in August before the um, Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs Portfolio Committee meeting, there was um, a view that was expressed which said that there isn't a single stable municipality in your province. Is that the case? In that situation,
2: you would remember that it was as per the previous municipal councils. And I must indicate that uh, to a large extent, there has there's been a, a, a level of stability in the current uh, municipalities. Instability at in the main would be in your municipal councils in a form of councillors that forms a, the council of that municipality. And our belief is that beyond local government elections, where our communities were able to come up with, to come up with uh, new leadership in their different wards and also in the party representative, uh, there has been a change in terms of that. And we are hoping also that moving forward, we will not realize the kind of a situation that we have experienced in the previous municipal councils. That situation, I can indicate, like you indicated, has had led us uh, as, as the provincial government to a situation where we had to intervene through Section one b in many of the municipalities. We also re- would remember that we had to also dissolve Mamusa local municipality. We also had to dissolve local uh, municipality even at the eve of local government elections due to the situation that that municipality was experiencing. But we can confirm that uh, having inaugurated the current uh municipalities and having also started with the process of induction by salga uh, the there is a hope that uh, the municipal councils realizes that their core function is to provide services and not to uh, fight amongst each other in the different municipal councils
1: so so what have you found to be the leading factor in, in as far as this Uh, instability is concerned. You've talked now about fighting in councils Um, when you analyze the situation because again it's one thing to talk about the change of administration but given the state that many of these municipalities were in as of November last year it certainly would not take a couple of months to turn those municipalities around. In fact it could well require a a lot more work or it is rather going to require a, a lot more work to be able to get them to a point where they are functional let alone financially viable
2: i must indicate what we realize has been a key factor is uh, the issue of decision making which to, to a large extent was not necessarily informed by the legislation that governs local government, but at the main by what would be in the interest of the uh, councillors themselves, and which then became a factor that we had to zoom in as provincial government together with Salga. that uh, uh, municipal councils would have to know that uh, whatever the decision on resolutions that they take at the level of the municipality must be informed by a piece of legislation that governs uh, uh, local government. Now, what, what, as, as as I indicated, we realized that they were fighting around. We want to take this decision. We want to take that one, and then there start to be a debate around that. But when you locate where that kind of decision uh, comes from and what informs that, you ca- you could not then locate it anywhere in any piece of uh, legislation, and hence the provincial government had to then. Uh, intervene through the uh, sections that I had indicated in terms of the Constitution 139, 1B, and, and and 1C that we had to implement. Now, as part of the intervention that we would be doing uh, to curb this kind of a situation that we experienced in the previous councils is also to ensure that we... Uh, train or skill our councillors in terms of executive leadership so that they must know what must inform decision-making and how also to move towards a decision-making as a municipal council because whatever the resolutions that they take in a municipal council remains to be the law of the municipality. And therefore, becomes key for them to take correct decisions to avoid a situation where they would be taking a decision that they would have to then at the later stage through section one, I I think I mean section 32 of the municipal uh, finance act, they would then have to bear cost of that decision. So we are uh, in a process of coming up with different training skills and ensuring that we empower municipal councils to ensure that we don't experience the kind of situations we had. With the previous
1: municipal council, given how politicized the nature of local government has become, and North Northwest really becomes a, a an example of what divisions at a political level can do to the administrative functions even of of a local municipality. Do you think that you know the that it is prob- possible? Maybe is the better word possible that municipalities in your province are able to divorce the politics from the administration. Because I think it is generally accepted that part of the reason why municipalities are in the state that they're in is due to the political infighting, um, specifically within the governing party. And that has then spread over into what we're seeing in local municipalities. I think we
2: must admit that for the fact that uh, the elections will uh, obviously produce uh, political leaders uh, at the main what what would then uh, be part of the discussions it what the correct politics that must drive uh, uh, service delivery on the ground. But as I have indicated, part of what will be skimming our municipalities on is to ensure that uh, as and when they be, uh, have been inaugurated as a municipal council, they are a collective that should now be servicing the communities and the core function and their priority should therefore then be service delivery mm-hmm. and not the differences in terms of the politics of where they come from. Now, now that's part of the work that will be. and and that's what we are be skilling our our, uh, councillors in. To another extent, you would know that they would all want to be representing the constituencies that have elected them. But there's got to be a common understanding in terms of a collective that now is called Municipal Council and who now is got to develop a, a plan that seeks to provide services to the people without necessarily bringing in politics of where they come from. And that's part of the uh, leadership training that we seek to uh, to be giving to our councillors and beyond that other important uh, uh, training that we think would have to guide our municipalities in ensuring that at the end of the day and at the end of the attempt they would at least uh, have left uh, a legacy that says they have provided services more than to be fighting amongst each other.
1: How different is that to what has been done before? Um, so these interventions, at least partly, that you're talking about, uh, were these services and and was the support that was offered before?
2: We 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 have realized that to a large extent it has been Salga that has been training our municipalities, and from the side of provincial government, it would just be uh, in different uh, units. Uh, I can tell, for example, your training on MPEG, your training on performance management system, and and your training on other uh, units, without necessarily looking at how do we then finally consolidate and ensure that there's common understanding to this collective in terms of uh, uh, decision making and in terms of making reference to the legislation. That governs uh, local government. I can tell, for an example, some of the municipalities are even still struggling to just implement their spending rules and orders, uh, which, that on its own, uh, also then create a situation where municipal council will, will just be conducted out outside the the peace or, or or outside the law that must be governing. Uh, how the municipal council must be conducted. So those are part of the things that we have identified and have then uh, collected all of them and ensure that we therefore need to zoom in and assist our municipalities in terms of, 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 of this area. We believe uh, that uh, uh, skills development, uh, training and empowering uh, is key to ensure that uh, we, we call this a history. And ensure that our people, our are focused on the work that our people have elected them for.
1: Mm. And and that perhaps is is part of the the challenge, right? That you have these issues that have been building and growing over a period of time. So where we are today in as far as the scale of of, of the dysfunction in local government has been building over time. And one wonders why there were no interventions that were brought on sooner. So, So once the problem is picked up, how then is government, at least at a provincial level, responding to what you're seeing in these municipalities? Because it's all good and well to bring in interventions now, but this is after the fact. You know, many of these municipalities, like you said, are not even financially viable anymore. And it's going to take a lot to turn that around.
2: That cannot necessarily be disputed, That uh, it might be after the fact, but we also would not want to focus on the past negativities, but to develop a way forward in terms of ensuring that we improve in the situation and strengthen the systems moving forward, and that's our focus for now.
1: But it can't be simply that we don't want to focus on past negativities, uh, MEC because you know, with all fairness, we have to understand what has fundamentally gone wrong in order to fully appreciate that even the interventions that you want to talk about will be able um, to to, to have meaning, that they will be able to make practical and tangible changes going forward. Uh, Much as
2: Uh, you would want to focus on them but what is key for us like I indicate is developing a way forward that seeks to to improve uh, on the situation. We may want to discuss uh, the the negative past and that may not be able to then give us a a fruitful uh, kind of or an output that would then resolve a challenge but for us is to use it to then say, how do we ensure that we improve uh, moving forward? And that's why I'm saying uh, to you that we do acknowledge and that's why we say we can't dispute the past uh, bad situation that uh, our municipal councils went through. And we, we also have now developed, and based on that, we now have developed a way forward and an intervention plan that then seeks to address those kinds of a, of a situation. You would remember that provincial, uh, from uh, national government going down, we also even have developed systems that seeks to integrate the manner in which we operate as, as, as government for us to avoid a situation where we live the
1: situation to just be a situation of a situation of uniform. Right. Lina Mecha is the mec for Cooperative Governance in the Northwest. We're going to uh, continue the conversation with her. Uh, I don't know. Is it really past issues? It uh, It sounds to me that it's very much present issues. I'll also be taking your calls after the 11.30 news headlines.
0: SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide leading the conversation.
1: We are focusing on our municipal watch feature for today and we're looking at the state of municipalities in the northwest province. Lina Mecha is the Cocta MC in that province. And, uh, you know, Emissie Mecha, you, you were saying just before the news break that um, you don't want to focus on past negativities, that it's really about looking forward for you. And, and I would argue that the conversation around the state of municipalities is not issues of the past. It is, in fact, issues of of the present that we're dealing with. Um, because as it speaks, are you able to say that m- the municipalities that we've referenced, right, 86% of which have been described as distressed and dysfunctional, that that position of those municipalities have changed?
2: No, no, it's not a matter of having, of, of saying uh, they have seen uh, a case. It's a matter of how do you then use the 86% uh, uh, that has been identified to be a the first type of a situation to then uh, improve the situation, which, like I have indicated, is our uh, current focus and we are together with uh, the different uh, stakeholders including uh, our our uh, sister department in the regard together with the guys, I've indicated the Omnisa and all other key stakeholders in ensuring that we would want to really move from this kind of a situation to a better situation and a focused kind of a leadership at the level of the municipalities.
1: A focused leadership um, is 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 great in terms of the running of the administration, etc. But you also need need money, and some provinces, I mean, some municipalities, unfortunately, have seen the exodus of 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 business that was contributing quite significantly to those local economies.
0: Of
2: course, yes, as part of the recovery plan. The financial recovery plan. The team that would be deployed at those different municipalities will be guarding against ensuring that the finances of the municipalities are utilised to the best interest of the communities. That's the key focus, and that's why we, together with national uh, treasury, provincial treasury, uh, in this in this regard, and have uh, adopted that plan. To ensure that we're going to guard against uh, the financial interest of our people on the ground, and ensuring that it be, that those finances do benefit our communities on the ground, including ensuring that they improve the local economy of our people, of, of our different uh, areas there.
1: I think MEC, I want to I want us to also take a practical look at what it means to have this number of municipalities again being dysfunctional, being ineffective. What this experience is for ordinary people in the northwest, and and very soon I'll be taking calls from our listeners. Of course, you can dial in on zero double one seven one four two double zero six. That's the number to use to get in touch with us this morning uh, on the WhatsApp line zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. That's where you can leave your WhatsApp voice notes or text messages. On Twitter at SFM Radio, the hashtag there is SFM Talking Point. So when it comes to the the practical experience that a Northwest resident has right now, what do these inefficiencies mean generally for people of that province?
2: Obviously, the people of the province expect municipalities to provide services to them. And and obviously, if, if the, the people does not then get services from the municipality, that would be a concern to the residents of the province. And, and in that situation, we obviously, then as provincial government, would, would have to come in and intervene in that kind of a situation to ensure that we unlock uh, service delivery going to the people of the province and I can tell for an example you know that the, there's now a, an approved district development model that seeks to consolidate all kinds of services and all resources that we need in ensuring that we provide those services and monitor the implementation of that plan that is a district uh, uh, development uh, uh, model. that seeks to then say much as other services might be uh, directly for the municipalities. When it and municipalities have not enough resources, we may have to come in as provincial government. We may have to come in as as as, as national government in in, in in that regard. So, so that's that the concern that our residents have currently in terms of service delivery, all the plans that are, we we developing seeks to address.
1: Let me go to madiboro Madisso, good morning to you.
0: Uh, good morning out to and good
1: morning to the NEC. Matzeri, mm. so M- M- before you make your point, and I think I just want to ask this question to you, because it's it's a perspective that perhaps will be better provided by you as somebody um, who is a resident in, in the Northwest. What does the fact that you have municipalities being in the state that they are in mean for you as a resident, in as far as the services that you are unable to access? And what do you see elsewhere in your province?
0: Uh, Casey, what can I say to you? That there is no service delivery in the, in, the, in the municipality of the west Where I'm living is a rural area, it's a village. Mm. So there is absolutely nothing. But the only thing that I want to talk about is a question to the NEC. The NEC is a murder. So my question to her is that when we drive, I want to talk only about Masiken, because Masiken is a capital town of Northwest. All the all the all the MEC and the Premier, they know that uh, that town very well. So my question to the NEC is that as a mother, when she drives around Masiken town and Mabatu, I mm-hmm. think I cry as the roofer. How the state, the program Masikeni is the morose one, look at the potholes, the tall grasses which uh, is not never cut, the the filthy town around it. I'm talking about town, not the thousand Mtwara not the unit what they call the unit what what the unit what i'm just talking about the town and the mother of to town o jaaka mc jaaka ne a hang ke a khadia ke dikhong ga bona lese le leqetse motropong ya masikeng keba ke botla le di mc tsa ba re ka metsoa ga mogole prier ya gago ka gore ba drive around that town ba hila mo go yone ba direka mo go yone a ga ba swa bele go tlhola pedi khong because they What do they can do There's nothing that they can do in There's nothing they can do in the villages. If they fail just to keep the the tropical town of Northwest. But the NEC is by useless, I can tell them. Let me see. You are useless. How to use the government. Thank you very much.
1: All right, Matsiriso out in Madibawo there, and and just to translate quickly for for the benefit of all our listeners, Matidiso uh, basically asking the MEC, uh, you know, saying that as a mother, does she not feel embarrassed uh, driving around the Mahikeng town and looking at the state that it's in, overgrown grass, you know, litter all over the place, saying that basically the place is filthy. And what do her and the rest of her, you know, uh, counterparts in government, MECs and the premier, what do they think when the town is in that state? Because if they're failing to clean up Mahigeng, then there is no hope of them reaching even some of the areas that that are lying on on the outskirts. Uh, Miss Mecha?
2: If if and uh, and I think we must we must indeed and and we do understand or uh, But if we are following uh, uh, There has been intervention. Uh, the Department of uh, Economic Development, the Department of Public Works, have programs. Uh, that they they have uh, together with Mahikeng Local Municipality, public works does uh, issues of portable port testing, economic development does the uh, issues of of cleaning at, uh, around Mahikeng, and one important thing that the municipality also have started and introduced because some of the areas around Mahikeng were not yet uh, provided with your refuse. Bags or dust been, which my thing was, has uh, already issued. That I can confirm. For an example, in your areas of extension 39, where there has been those challenges, there has been that, that that kind of an intervention. So, so we must indicate that uh, some of the programs have to be uh, post due to the rainy weather. But, but I know for sure that the premier. Uh, together with the two NECs of, of, of economic development and that of public waste, has been on the ground in assisting and ensuring that we improve the situation of cleanliness uh, around Mahikeng. One other key important area which uh, uh, I can uh, indicate is that Mahikeng uh, municipality is lacking some of the resources that uh, should be assisting them in the collection of refuse, which then would be forming part of the IDP and the budget that they are currently developing. Because in our discussion is that they then we have to prioritize to prioritize that so that we then kept the situation that has been experienced in terms of the filthiness that we're experiencing around uh, Mahike. Now, as soon as that plan has been finalized, and it's now being executed. I think uh, we then have to realize that what how how far are they going in terms of the intervention on resources. The but there's that program that I think will be continuing, that is in uh, through a district development uh, model with the the two champions of Na uh, together with the things.
1: How long would th- these projects have been posed for because if they are working, at least uh, on the scale that you are suggesting, uh, Emi Mecha, we, we wouldn't have had the call in the first place. Matsidiso wouldn't have felt the need um, to raise the issue to the extent that he has with you.
2: No, no, it's just that you would not be able to patch potholes while it's raised
1: yes that's why i'm asking how long have they been paused for so you you said you said that they, they had been put on hold because um of of of, of the weather so i'm asking how long w- would this has been for is this that you haven't closed up potholes since last week you haven't closed potholes since last month what are the tra- time frames that we're working with here
2: no, no, Obviously we have to do mean that as soon as the rain stops, because that program is running, it has been running and had to stop due to rainy weather. And obviously as soon as uh, the rain stops, uh, that program would be... Would yes, be, and, and when was that?
1: Be, when was that? When did it start raining to ex- to an extent that it stopped week, the projects? Last week, Kathy. Uh, Oh, so before last week, you you were filling the potholes, the grass was being cut, and the issues that Matsidiso was raising were being attended to. Yes. So the overgrown no. grass has grown in the last week.
2: No, no, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that, uh, my sister. You know that uh, it has been raining since your your November, December, and so forth, and obviously as it rains, the grass gets uh, to to grow because it's getting more water and so forth.
1: And no, so, 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 so MEC, what I'm trying to get to is that there needs to be an honesty about how long some of the issues that arise in, in communities, how long it is that communities have to live with these issues for. I don't think that somebody would complain over a week of overgrown grass. And that's really the point that I'm making, that these projects that you're mentioning are clearly not working as effic- as effic- efficiently as you would hope they are, as you, you are telling us about them on this program.
2: No, no, no these programs are indeed working, nicely. I think what we will then uh, uh, strengthen is, is our communication with the communities. Uh, because indeed... You would know that Mafeking is, is, is big, such that there are other areas that uh, some of the community members might not be reaching, where the work is being done. But what we we'll would then strengthen is communication to then say where are we in terms of this program, how far are we, and what is happening. I think that we must acknowledge that we might not be communicating enough, so that our communities knows where where we are.
1: Well, perhaps the best form of communication would be the difference that people see in their communities, you know, I think that that would perhaps speak the loudest. Let me go to Mahikeng yet again. Ali, good morning. Good morning, sister Kathy. Yes. And good morning to my
0: comrades.
2: Good morning, sister
0: Kathy. Good morning, Yes. One uh, of your great at the kindergarten and then, the next year, you find there after a couple of weeks or years. You find
1: her at an university. How do you call it? Uh, Ali, please, call please, it? please repeat that for me. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm, I'm that, struggling that, to... That. J- just hang okay, on. J- is, just hang there
0: on, there is Ali. The that, that, I mean, she's sold in the local government. That she, she never been money. as the mayor of my UK. One, two, three, she's <laughs> an I MEC. Mean, she, let alone being a district mayor, but now an NEC for local government, when she failed as the mayor of my team, and she she couldn't even finish her term. For as long as we've done this arrogant and vicious national congress in uh, criminalizing power, not what to go, go through a vicious cycle up to, uh, up to the uncle Jesus comes. Martin just there. To push up the issue uh, of the Muhammad police crew are still with him. The Muhammad police crew are still with Muhammad police mission. And all the corruption is still going to continue, including the past so-called Professor Job Mukoro. They are all the same rotten potatoes, and my weekend and the Northwest will, retain, will remain rotten until maybe when Mangoka takes over with the FCFA.
1: All right. Okay, Ali. Thanks for calling in. Very strong views coming through from Ali there. And he, of course, is referencing the previous position um, that the current MEC holds and says, you know, he felt she was ineffective in that position and therefore um, she cannot be expected to deliver in her current position. I'll give her an opportunity to respond. I want to take a couple of more calls. Uh, Still staying in Mahikeng. Tabo, good morning.
0: Hi, Katie, good morning to you and the production team. Yes. My name is my name is calling you from the Republic of Mahowe in Mahikan. Mm-hmm. Among other things that I would like to highlight to MEC Mika is that uh, often than not, as I every new leadership when they are being inaugurated or inducted, they normally do not come to the people. I heard you mentioning issue of communication. Honestly speaking, if there should be anything that should be stated about communication our, our leadership, uh, I would say probably generally in South Africa, they like to be mum about informing their constituents about any development. Talking about the uh, the, the, the the state of Mafeking as a town as it is, when you travel around Mafeking, there are no roads. And for people that are staying at rural areas, it's a complete disaster. Like now, it's rainy season. You find that you cannot travel, even if when you're driving a 4x4 or a double cab, The state of the road, especially at villages, it is a disaster. One of the coolest materials, I think, is material from, uh, um, yeah, one of the places, Madibuho, he indicated that when you drive around the unit, the unit is more of your uh, location or Mm semi-suburb. The roads there also, they are in a very, very, very bad state. And then among other things is the issue of uh, the infrastructure. The infrastructure here in the northwest generally is collapsing each and every day. And for them to make maintenance to them, there should be a long red tape where certain processes need to be followed. And unfortunately, we normally do not see anything that is being done. And when I use the word anything, I hear myself very well, because should there be anything that will be happening, it will just through a, wo- a word of mouth. There would not be anything practical that would see. And uh, without uh, wasting uh, your time, here in Machigan, like most of the towns in South Africa, We have foreign nationals. These foreign nationals, they are ill-treating our elders. Our elders are buying from them. They're getting money from them, like loaning money from them. But these foreign nationals, they are ill-treating our parents and the leadership talking about uh, the the, the government and municipality. Seldom will you see them making inspection at these foreign national uh, shop owners. They are are ill-treating our parents. And some of us, we are vocal because we are not scared of them. We can even talk to them. And among other things that they are doing, the foreign nationals, they are selling stuff that it's, um, uh, uh, some of them would be the, 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 uh, expired and some of them would be a makeshift. Um, I'm not necessarily makeshift, but something that is um, uh, artificial, not mm. the real thing. Mm. And in terms of uh, the availability of leadership, it's very very rare you'd find them being in touch in contact with the people like when they would normally do during your electioneering campaign after the electioneering campaign you'd see them nowhere in conclusion kf we have a problem of uh lights here in mafeking which is also compromising the security of the citizens like i indicated the buildings or the infrastructure the, the, the state, the it, 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 it uh, it's 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 so frustrating to tell mm. you about the state of how things are like here in Matikin and the Northwest in general. Some of the solutions that they do come up with is just a temporary measure. They won't come up with a perpetual solution to the problems that we as the people of Northwest, particularly Matikin as a capital city, they right. would never make it to look mm. like a capital city. You okay. are so frustrated. Mm. And MSI, I think, anything Mira should calm down, should come to the people and stop spin doctoring. Be real. Talk the honest truth. Make practical commitments. Tell people that this is what you'll be doing uh, in 21 days or in 3 months. And we want you to come back to us so that we can see those results.
1: All right. Tabo, How thank you for calling potential? in. Thank you for calling in, and it's such an important point around setting deadlines and timeframes within which certain deliverables can be expected. Tandis, are you calling us from Matlosana? Good morning.
0: Hey, morning, Tessie. How are you?
1: I'm well, thank you, Tandis.
0: No, I'm good, and the NEC there. Mm. Tessie, look, I don't want the NEC to come to the radio and come in line, you see. The state of the municipality in of, uh, in north-west very, very bad. Very, very bad. You know, as I speak to you now, I'm in Town. I'm traveling this province every day. Okay? I'm in Chobetone. A uh, community, they are busy, shows important here in Chobetone. Mm. You see? Uh, when you go to M 12 yesterday, people of public works, they started to purchase the photos yesterday. Let me tell you a picture. You know, immediately this NEC, this incompetent NEC in Northwest are still here. People of Northwest are going to struggle until I don't know until when. Is, in Mamusa, you they still have two municipal managers. They still have two mayors in Mamusa. Go to Kanyisa now, okay? See, now to Kanyisa. Now, Suva is already gone because of infrastructure in Lake Kildare. The is, is the capital city of the northwest. It's bad. You see, I, I, it's so bad when the NEC comes to the radio and tells us that he, he is the, the, the state of the province and the, the councillors People don't want these councillors because they were pushed these councillors. They were not elected by people. The mm. I hear you, Even the now, the 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 the, the uh, PLC of ANC, if you went to, they went to court to say 157 people, were ANC promised that they will resign. They want those people to say the same saying uh, and the, that PEC. Mm-hmm. That those people they must not resign.
1: Yeah, and, can, and 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 that's and that's um, part of the challenge. Everything. Everything here is collapse. Everything. All right. Tantisa, let's leave it thank there. You. I'll wrap it up with Olani in Durban. Good morning.
0: Yes, good morning. How are you? I'm
1: well, thank you.
0: I'm fine. Okay, I'm in Durban, but I've been there in December.
1: Uh,
0: the, the You could see that there was an infrastructure around there, but the problem is the maintenance. They are not maintaining. That is why even in she doesn't have any confidence. they asking about the portholes and the grass that has been grown there. The, when she's answering, there's no confidence in what she's saying. And then there's no accountability. It's not only in, in that side, it's everywhere. Because now, I don't think there's any mechanism. Because I believe when you work for for the people, there should be no remuneration. If it's that, that should be inside you when you work for someone. But now, with these our people that are electing, there's no accountability and responsibility. Just being for the sake of doing it because they are getting paid. They don't care about us on the ground. It's only when they need to do it, do it. also damage the very same. So that is also being damaged. That is where they will see them on the street to come and see because they are they are no longer with us. They are there on the upper structure. They're, they only see them when they come and wanted us to vote for them. Mm-hmm. But you can see if the M S F is there, she doesn't have any concern what she's saying. But she knows the truth. So she needs to account that say, okay, we are sorry, but this is what the mechanism. Because if we're not asking the mechanism, what is the fact that there's nothing that she can say that she has to say for the sake of saying it, but it's not in there. Thank All right,
1: you. Olani, let's leave it there. So, Emisi uh, Micha, let me come to you and give you a chance then to respond.
2: I think we really have had the, the concerns of, of, of our communities and we must indicate that uh, our plans that we have developed in, to intervene in municipalities seeks to address all those concerns. We know, of course, also that, uh, that there's a need to also strengthen uh, our system in terms of accountability so that uh, we also uh, ensure that our municipalities have got a clear plan and schedule on how they would then be accounting to our communities uh, in terms of the work that they are they are doing I know for sure that all the mayors around the province had developed uh, the hundred days uh, plan which they will then have to schedule them to communicate to also uh, to our communities uh, their performance in terms of the hundred days that they had developed and approved as municipal councils so that our communities must also be in line with what the interventions have uh, our municipal uh, layers uh, been doing uh, since their inauguration in, in November. Uh, I think most of the issues we really must uh, confirm, of course, that uh, we have got challenges in terms of the alien infrastructure, which would obviously form part of our IDP, IDP plans to say how are we going to ensure that will improve in this in, in this area. But Spa, the municipality of mining, I know that they also had been.